Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Most businesses are facing significant and constant change to remain competitive and relevant in the marketplace. These changes are manifested in digital transformation of technology, mergers, acquisition, people, and business disruption. Business leaders are becoming overwhelmingly appreciative of the importance of organizational change management, or OCM, and their people to drive results and success. John Deal is one of the world's most foremost change experts. He's a true OCM practitioner at heart. He continues to follow his passion in this space and is now helping other practitioners become the icons of influence in their chosen space while increasing their impact and income. He wants to connect with you on LinkedIn, so go out and find him, John Deal, D-E-E-L, and check him out. And thank you so much, John, for supporting this episode. Hello, Tech Divas. Welcome to this podcast or vodcast of Tech Diva Success, where we're sharing success secrets from all kinds of walks of life to help make you 1% better. And we are on today with the real deal. John Deal is known as one of the world's foremost change experts. Change is constant. We know that in technology and it's actually built in his DNA. So he's a true organizational change management practitioner. And he really loves working with business leaders and employees who are facing these significant always on challenges that tech has, but still having the need to remain competitive, to be agile, to be relevant, to be innovative, be viable. So he loves bringing that to all different leaders, having conversations around that enterprise-wide with change programs that he has led around the globe. So business leaders are really appreciative of everything that he brings because it's around results, success, and helping uh, provide a system for that change. And he believes that people have the power to change. And I think that goes for both organizations and leadership and change management, but also for our own success, changing in our own success. So uh, he's consumed at making change less exhausting for everyone, just like we're consumed with making it uh, less exhausting for the tech divas out there. So we're going to have some fun today along the way. He's going to talk to us a little bit about just your overall value and technology, perhaps how technology opens the doors for many other careers that are adjacent as he shares a little of his journey and maybe even talk about some success tips when dealing with IT and business, a space that I actually have a very large passion for myself. So thanks for joining the show, John. I'm really excited to be here and 
I hope I'll be able to give back to everyone that gives gets a chance to listen to, to what we have to talk about. I kind of gave the 411 of who you are, but anything that the listeners may want to know about you? I really think I have some things that are relevant for this group. And I'm going to get real and I'm, I'm going to get passionate. And these stories, you know, hopefully will encourage others to think about my journey and how that can impact your journey. All right, John. Well, where do you want to start? Because, you know, we did talk a little bit about your net value and technology. If people understand, you know, I've had a really blessed career. And the first 20 years of my career was in IT. And, you know, when you go to like a university, like I went to Virginia Tech and got a comp sci degree. Well, I'm going to go do IT. And that's exactly what I did. And I started at the lowest level in IT as a programmer, analyst, went all the way up to holding the CIO position, which I still think today is probably the highest level position in IT. I held that corner office position for about a year. So that was my first 20 year journey. Here's the thing, I got in that corner office and for me at that point in time, now you gotta remember that was 20 years ago because the second half of my career has been in change management. And I'll talk about that vividly. But I just didn't like that corner office at that time. I think that corner office as a CIO has gotten better because IT is valued more and valued differently than it was 20 years ago. But for me at that point in time, I needed to make a change myself in my career. So I said, what can I go do? Not throw away all the money I've spent on my education, all the good work that I did at IBM and Accenture and all the good levels. So I took my career and, and said, I think I would be a change management person. And that's what they were calling it back then, organizational change, whatever. I said, I think I'll be one of those. But I'm like, and then I'll leverage because my prediction was, and I think everybody that's listening from a tech diva perspective or technology perspective, technology's not going anywhere, right? So I was like, what can I do for the next 20 years that can leverage all the technology work that I've done for 20 years and then take that and leverage it for the next 20? So I just happened to fall into this thinking and fell around a very good set of change practitioners that brought me into the fold and said, John, we will help you with the change bit, but you're going to bring a lot of this IT business thing into the equation and we'll help bring you along. So I just wanted to share with everybody that it is possible to make that kind of pivot. And I like both sides of the fence, okay? But now I'm a change guy. That's in my DNA. But I can leverage all the good work that I've done in technology because I'll tell you right now, all businesses that are going through major transformations, I'd say 90% plus of those businesses, they will introduce a technology component, either a new technology or integrating with another technology or sunsetting. A, so technology is not going anywhere. It's moving faster than ever. And so now we're just helping people navigate through change when there's technology components entered into the business. So it sounds like you took what you loved, which was some of the business side of it, the change management, and then the skills that you had grown, the underlying foundation of technology, because you had seen projects kick up and down and you started at the ground level and created this change management pathway. How would you really describe what that looks like? Because I think there might be tech divas out there who feel compelled to do something, but like, it's not a job we talk about. It's not like network administrator, you go and do these things. So can you shed some light on what it means to be a change practitioner? Right. So, yeah, and I'll do, uh, you know, and I, they probably are pretty, maybe pretty smart to that, but the technology field, you know, there is certain, you know, career paths and, and look, think about what's going on with security. Think about what's going on with blockchain. Think about what's going on with AI. I mean, I'm just telling you, you can carve your niche in technology and never look back. So you don't have to do a pivot like I did. And I encourage people that are in technology, women and men, it doesn't matter. 
soak that for everything you can because it's not going away and it's not a bad place to be. And there's different avenues, even more so when I was in it, that you can shoot off to. Because I know a couple of people right now that they're knee deep in blockchain, AI, and security, creating security fields. Think about it, right? So here's the thing. What you'll realize, if you want to become a change practitioner, sorry to say, I didn't learn any of this change practitioner kind of skill set in university. Now, here of late, they've introduced some, some, some degrees kind of things in, in organizational change, organizational design, development, et cetera. But you have to kind of reach into your inner self and say, do I have as good of soft and people skills? And you've heard maybe the word emotional intelligence. Do I have those skills too? And do I feel that's more my calling than being recognized for my quote, technology, skills, aptitude, and insights? So you have to come to that. And I don't think it's any different today. So you have to kind of get real with yourself and what you want to do. But I encourage the people that are in technology to soak it, hang out, do it. You have to do it for 30 or 40 years, maybe not. But do it and get that experience because if you do decide to pivot to be a change practitioner, which all we're waking up and thinking is about the people. One word, people. How are we helping people navigate through that change for that company? Insert most of the time a technology component or a major merger and acquisition, right? The technology skills are not throwaway skills, but, you know, you have to kind of mentor up with other uh, change practitioners say, well, I kind of like what you do, but I'll just say it. You have to kind of, you know, get, get in with that. And I can help people. I help people offline with that. I, I mentor a lot of people that are in technology and other fields that decide, well, John, I just want to grow up and be like you. I'm like, no, you don't. I said, well, well but, you know, I'll tell you, I'm happy I made that change. And I'm happy I spent the 20 years I got in technology under my hat, my smart hat, to leverage that and what I do today. And so you gave some pretty practical advice there around mentoring. I've been able to get to know you through this process. And it is very fair to share with Tech Divas that there is value in your experience in those 28,000 hours, in the things that you've done. And too often, because it doesn't have some pay stamp of approval or some process that you've gone through. Don't rule yourself out. John is a testament to that. When you look at your resume, I don't even want to call it a resume because it's like a body of work, right? You really take those things. And I love how you approached it. Not like, here's my resume, 1990 to this not, you know, it wasn't always about years. It was about the impact that you had on businesses that you were involved with. And that speaks volume. So I think it's just tech divas understanding that if you're making that pivot, tap into that experience that you have and present it of that value added skill set that will lead you to your next role. Yeah, Nicole, I want to add something because this is very yeah. important for the audience. This is very important. And I didn't make this up. Someone else told me to, to get with the program. And I was with Accenture at the time doing change work and IT work because I did Accenture the first time as an IT position. One of the best jobs I had, I'll tell all the tech divas, I ran a global development center and had 75 people reporting to me across the globe inside Accenture. So that means I had all the developers, all the architects, all the offshore people. What a wonderful job that was. I loved my IT work, right? That was great. And I was like, wow, could I just get another job where I can manage 75 people? Because I'm pretty good at developing people. That's one of the things I like to do. But here's the thing. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what do I, if it's technology, acting, doesn't matter. What do I want to be known for? What do I want to be known for? So in technology, you're going to say, I want to be known for blockchain. 
because I think that's going to impact how our central banking system is going to transform over the next five years. That doesn't mean you don't know about the other stuff, but you've got to get to where, what are you known for, right? And in IT, I struggled for that because I, no one ever told me that. It wasn't until I got into the change space, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be bullet down. Look at my LinkedIn profile. That's the only way you can connect with me because I don't have a website. Don't need one. Always on change. When they look at my LinkedIn, so I'm known for change. So they're going to, what change what? They call me up and they look at my profile and they have to read only a couple sentences. Trust me, in 30 seconds, you look at my LinkedIn profile, you know what I do. I challenge the tech people to do the same thing. I wish someone had told me that 15, 20 years ago. I was known for what? Tech, a CIO? No. What am I known for? Bridging the gap between IT and the business and making sure we get the investments of the multi-million dollars we're putting in these software platforms. That's a little bit better than, oh, great position in the corner office, right? So I'm telling you something that took me longer to figure out than, you know, so what do you want to be known for in IT? And if you are going to be known for something, I guarantee it. You can call me back later. And if you're known for that in IT and you ever make a want to switch into the field that I'm in, I can help you navigate that. There is a future in that if you want to connect to your emotional IQ and not your technical IQ and, and do a pivot to another area. And that's just one. I'm sure you can pivot to many others. I'm just a living example of pivoting from IT into something totally different where my brother started making fun of me because he was an engineer. He said, what the heck are you doing? You know, I said, okay, well, I'm doing what I want to do for once. We've all seen it too. And it speaks to your leadership. I mean, they are connected. When there's technology projects, the biggest problem is what? The people to get it done, right? Like the culture of accepting a new way to do things. It's kind of like human nature. And you know what, Nicole, you know what fascinates me with the job that I do today is when I'm on the ground, they know I'm the change guy. They don't really know too much that I was an IT guy, but they kind of find that out over time because one of the things that a change person has to do, the biggest thing I have to learn is people do business with, is for IT, anybody, for people they know, like, and trust. So they start to know me, what I've done. They start to like me. And they start to trust me. You know what the biggest gas I get out is when the IT people start asking me to show up at their meeting. You know why? Because I spent 20 years in IT. So they say, well, you want to come to my scrum? I don't go, what's scrum? Oh, I want you to meet my architects. No, because they know that I'm partnering with them to make this transformation successful. We can't do it without each other, but they're like wanting me there because they know I'm going to understand what they're talking about. So you can take that all the way to the bank. You can take your IT skill set all the way to the bank, keep it there, stay there, or launch into another space. I'm just a living example of that one space you can launch into. And what a great example that is. What are you known for, Tech Divas? What is it? Great question. And then it's always a great reminder to hear the people side of it. People like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And that is still true. I've been in pre-sales engineering or in engineering sales most of my career. And it's so true, right? It's such an easy thing. Can you provide value? Are you someone that they know, like, and trust? And it's a really easy way to build relationships and make a difference for customers. All right. So we've talked a little bit about adjacencies. Do you want to give us some success secrets to help blend IT and business to kind of bring it home? Yeah. Pulled out a little thing right before this. I wanted to pull it out and look at it, see if it was still. People remember David Letterman. Yes. Well, he was a great guy doing what is it, the night show? And now they've been replaced by all these other people. But you know, um, but he would do that top ten. Yes, I okay. love the top ten. I'm a fan. So, so you're going to give us a, a Letterman style top ten? I'll give you top ten. 
this applies technology-wise for sure and in organizational change management-wise, but listen to it. And I did this presentation for a bunch of people when I was teaching the new entry IT people that were coming into St. Charles for Accenture. And they wanted someone like me to come in because I had done the technology thing and then, but I'm now in the OCM space and they wanted to kind of mix it up because all these newbies from the colleges were coming in and getting heavy doses of technology training, right? And so I kind of mixed it up and it was like, wow, they're like, who, who is this guy? But it was kind of fun. So it was pictures. So I'm just gonna show you one and then I'll, I'll just read them off real quick for the sake of time. There's a picture. And if you look at this one, it said, let me see if I could get it right. Number 10, do it with them, not to them or for them. If you work with people and you do it with them because you have experience to do whatever you're going to do with them, bring them into that scrum meeting, help them create stories, whatever it is, and you're doing it with them instead of saying, oh, I'm going to teach you how to do this and then just go do it. You see, there's a big difference when doing it with them than not to them or for them, right? Number nine, have fun with them. Now, this is think about the IT people working with the have fun with them and eat where they eat. Now you go, oh my God, how can I do that now? Well, COVID put a little squinge on us, but that 28,000 hours I've spent around the globe is in their space, not in this little space we're in now. So we're going to navigate through that and maybe you'll get back to normal. But I'm just, you know, when you're doing change work, I'm telling you right now, you have to kind of do it almost in the airspace that they breathe. We're learning that we can do it maybe outside that. But when you're building relationships, you only can do so much with Zoom, okay? So have fun and eat where they eat. Well, then have a virtual happy hour. Have a grill. Have a picture of the grill and your burger, eating burgers or whatever, right? Number eight, have them own the ROI, which is return on investment. Help them present it and defend it. So no one person or entity that should be an ROI or investment discussion that you work with them and you co-present it and you co-defend it. Number seven, all the tech people love this one or won't. Present and offer improvements and results, not software and hardware. They don't care. Salesforce, you have to call it something. No, we're going to present you an environment by which you're going to be able to take care of your customers better. But guess what? You're going to have to kind of learn how to use it. And we're going to help you because if you don't, your bonuses are tied to that. So I think you want to make that 40% of your bonuses. So you might want to get on the Salesforce train with us and we'll help you. Don't worry. Cause we got John in the house from a people perspective and don't worry about Salesforce. That's the number one sales platform CRM in the world. Coach, teach the process, whatever you're doing, IT or whatever, demonstrate structure, organization, commitment, and confidence. You gals can do that. Whatever you do, whatever meeting, whatever. Communicate is number five. Pre-present. You might ever, I don't know if you've heard that term. Pre-present. Don't ever surprise Take that presentation or take whatever you're going to discuss and show it to somebody, then show it to another person. So when they all get in the room, they're going, oh, wow, no surprises. We already saw this anyhow. We've already bought into this. Oh, man. Stay 100% focused on the business challenge. Look at the picture for that. Kind of spooky. Yeah. For those of you out there who are listening, it's a huge eyeball. <laughs> yeah. And then we're getting to the end. Number three, stay on the ground with them, not in the back office. Even when I was in IT 20 years ago, I started trying to get the heck out of the cube, get out of the basement. I know they threw us down the basement and fed us Dr. Pepper and Doritos and said, don't come out of there. I'm like, what kind of life is that? No, I'm starting to march out of that cube. I want to be on the ground, not in the back office. Get a picture badge is number two. So if you're a consultant, independent or whatever, 
or get a picture badge. Because when I was at Walmart and I got a picture badge, I had access to over 49 distribution centers in the United States of America where Walmart's crown jewel, the reason why they are the way they are is because of their distribution network. And I'm a, I'm not, I didn't even work for them. That was my client. I mean, I, I, it took me four months to get a picture badge because I had the access and I could get to where I needed to get. And number one, you got this girl, really pretty girl with blue eyes going like this. Like, psh, client engagement is a secret weapon. Like we said before, client engagement, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So there was my top 10. I would say it's probably just as relevant today as it was maybe five years ago when I presented that the last time for all the Accenture students coming in. So there's some things that people can reach back to me on if they'd like to, but I would say the tech divas are in a great place. And you what a, good... a great top 10 list. It's a top 10 of being successful in technology and in business and in life. Cause all of those apply for friends, <laughs> you know, and your kids, you don't want to do it for them, do yeah. it with them. Uh, so as a mom of two, I, am uh, constantly reminding them or even in sales, right. Are you hunting for them? Are you, are you, um, you know, doing more of a mentored approach yeah. to it? So those were wonderful. You dropped the change management knowledge that we know that you're built for. So thank you. I know people may want to get a hold of you. Maybe they have a project and they're looking for a John Deal change agent. What's the best way? It sounds like LinkedIn, right? Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm just another passing and everybody in technology probably knows this. your digital identity in the world today, your professional digital identity in the world today is defined by what is still, I believe, the number one platform for that, which is LinkedIn. That's why I've never had a website. And I've been business by myself with my own company for the last five years without a website. People say, how can you do that? Because my digital identity since 2008 has been matured and defined in that space. So I encourage everybody to leverage LinkedIn, right? And so I say, if you can spell my name, and a lot of times Nicole and the other people that have me on their shows, they say it's John, J-O-H-N, and space, D-E-E-L, John Deal. And you're going to see me and you're going to want to hopefully connect with me. And guess what? I will accept your invite. And then the relationship begins. So if you want to contact me, and guess what? If you click on my contact info, I don't hide anything. My phone number's there. My email's there. My wife's name's there. My dog's name's there. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm open network, so I don't hide anything. I make it easy for people to get to know who I am. Nothing bad has ever happened to me. No one stole my car or my dog. You know, so be an open networker on LinkedIn. Use it professionally. Connect with me. If I can help you, that would be great. All right, John. Well, we're at the end of the show, but I always like to ask if there's any last word of wisdom that you have for our tech divas. So just remember the thing that I guess Covey came up with, and I don't know, but people, the, the, the saying people do business with they know, like, and trust. And along that, there's two books out there. One's called The Speed of Trust, and the other book is called The Trusted Advisor. So it wasn't until later on in my career, and I wish I learned this a lot earlier, but later on in career that that was kind of some of the secret sauce. And it would have been even the secret sauce when I was in IT. But, you know, like I said, I mean, th things have changed now. It's a little bit faster and I've been mentored a lot better and to be able to accept, you know, don't be afraid to accept a mentor and, and, and or accept people that maybe can help you out a little bit. I mean, that's okay. Um, it took me a little while to learn that, but now I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that, right? Because I'm still learning and I've got 40 years in the business total, just 20 and 19 and 20 and change. And I got a couple more left in me. Figure out what you want to be, figure out what you want to be known for. Connect with me on LinkedIn and, and send Nicole a lot of money because she's helping to stand up 
the right shows to help everybody. And I just want to give back. And I'm glad. I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do this with Nicole and this audience. So I appreciate everyone out there. Well, we're absolutely grateful for you, John. Just the people I've been able to meet and my own success is leveled up by spending time with people like you. And this is more than just a one-time podcast. I get the pleasure of knowing my guests for all walks of life, promoting things that they're doing and sharing your success and wins and look forward to continue to do that. So check us out online. This is a vodcast. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you can see John's smiling face and my own on our YouTube channel. You know, we'd appreciate any likes, follows, subscribes on those and just appreciate all of you tech divas out there and our wonderful guests like John who are sharing their wisdom and knowledge to help make us better. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Yes. Take care. Thanks, John. All right. We'll see y'all. Bye. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.